get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Michelle and Randy, and let's head down to Jupiter where the Cardinals have spring training underway and they have yet to lose a game. Mike Claiborne is there. You can hear Mike on Cardinal Broadcast. And, of course, you can see his great work at Claibs Online at YouTube or if you just go to the social medias and look for Claibs Online, you can find a Good morning, Claibs. How you doing? I'm doing well. We're here with Roger Dean waiting on the uh, Cardinals and the Marlins for the first of their uh, series against each other in the spring. They share the complex, so... It's a home game for us and a road game for them, and it makes everybody comfortable compared to last night. Well, Clabe, since you're down there and you've been watching the games, who's someone that stuck out to you? Who's been making an impact so far in spring training? Well, you know, i got to tell you, Andrew Kisner has shown me something. Uh, you know, he's going to play a lot more this year, obviously, and the way he's handling pitchers and the way he's swinging the bat, he's a guy that, you know, you kind of notice. Um, the rest of the cast of characters, you know, Arnado's Arnado, Goldschmidt's Goldschmidt. Dylan Carlson's had some good at-bats as well. So those would be the, the early leaders of people that we're going to see in 2022. Uh, there's some other young players that are trying to find their way. So I give it another three or four days, and I'll have even more players to tell you about. What about Lars Newbar? It seems like he's been kind of a breakout yeah. guy so far. Good call. Very good call. He has played well. Uh, played center field. Um on Sunday, nothing to it. It was just one. I'm sorry, he played center field last night in uh, West Palm Beach. And you know what? He he isn't doing anything to hurt himself. You know, he's a hard worker. He runs the base as well. He's solid defensively. And I think one of the elements about him that I've noticed is he is making adjustments while he's in the batter's box instead of trying to figure it out after the bat is over with. And uh, that, that's a nice trait to have at this point, especially in the spring. Claims were only a couple of weeks from the opener against the Pirates here at Bush Stadium, and obviously the pitchers aren't going to be up to speed. What do you think that Oliver Marmol and Mike Maddox are hoping for in terms of innings when they start the season? Is it going to be hoping for a four-inning start or something like that? I think you'll see some piggyback combinations where if you can get two guys that give you four innings apiece, it, it saves the bullpen uh, a lot. Uh, because you can overwork a bullpen. And I think San Diego, the Padres were a classic example last year when they uh, used their bullpen up, and by the time July 4th rolled around, they didn't have anybody who could pitch. So I think you'd like to have a minimum amount of, of three guys pitch per game. Uh, you don't want to extend it too much because you get too deep in the bullpen and having guys throw every day or every other day, that'll wear you down. So uh, I, I look at them trying to get at least four out of their starters initially. And let's not worry about the wins or any of that stuff. Let's just try and get some games 
and some innings, some quality innings done before we start worrying about anything else. And Claves, as opposed to last year when they started the season with Gant and Oviedo made his way into the rotation, it does seem like they have a more efficient group with a healthy Michaelis, with Wayno. Stephen Matz has shown himself to be efficient over the years. We, we know that Hudson is a guy that pitches to the defense. So maybe the Cardinals will be ahead of the game because of their defense and more of a pitch-to-contact mentality than most teams have right now. I would agree with you, Randy. Um, you know, we've gotten away from we're going to try and strike out 18 guys tonight. We're going to let them hit it because they have enough guys who can catch it and do the right thing with it. And I think that's the approach they're going to go with, and it's going to be a healthy one because last year I think we saw firsthand what happens when you try and strike everybody out. You end up, you end up walking everybody. And uh, I don't ever want to see what I saw last year again. That was just brutal to watch, and it just it taxed the staff. But we did get a couple of things out of it. We got T.J. McDonald out of it. He did a nice job in throwing strikes where he ended up getting the contract. Luis Garcia, who's now in San Diego, he was a guy who threw strikes, and it worked out for him. So uh, bottom line is just let them hit it. You know, you're all, all low ball hitters, low ball pitchers rather. So they'll be in a position with a good defense behind them. They'll be in pretty good shape. Claims we know the Cardinals are going to start the season without Jack Flaherty on the mound. And there was some clarification that needed to happen based on the injury and what he was dealing with. John Mozalek and the Cardinals mentioned the slap tear. Jack took to social media to re-clarify the comments saying, I just wanted to let everybody know that that's been something I've been dealing with for a while. This is just inflammation. What's your read on how those comments were perceived and how this all went down with Jack Flaherty? And then the second part is how concerned are you about this inflammation and or injury as the season goes on? Well, let's start from the back end. I'm not concerned. Um, I had a visit with him and, you know, it's just one of those things. Um, You know, Jack takes good care of himself physically. I think one of the things we had to take into account, this whole injury thing for him, was something he'd never experienced before in his life. I mean, this is a guy who never fell off a bicycle. And I think the fact that the the overcompensation that he was allowing himself to do through his mechanics off and created the, the injury that he had or really inflamed it more than anything else, and I think recognizing mechanically where he went wrong is going to put him in a better situation. Uh, he's a thinker. He's a guy who really figures it out. And, and to be honest with you, I know everybody – wants to get worked up over Jack, yeah, he just wants to pitch. And I think one of the reasons why he wanted to clarify things was because, you know, as you know, he he's on social media, and I think sometimes things were misconstrued, and he wanted to clear things up. But the bottom line is he wants to pitch, and I think he's going to do a lot of it in 2022. I've known Mike Claiborne for a long time, and I know that uh, you are somebody who just pays attention to what's going on. So with that being the case, how different is an Oliver Marmol camp to a Mike Schiltz camp? Well, that's a good question. Um, it's the same, because Ollie ran Mike Schiltz camps. You know, Ollie was, you know, this putting the spring training together is something Ollie's been doing for a long time. Um, it's very organized. There's uh, a lot of detail, a lot of teaching and instruction. And, you know, if they don't like it, we're going to do, do it again. Uh, a lot of communication. There, there is nobody in the dark on where they stand as far as their role with what they see in spring training. You know how sometimes you go in and you hear guys say, well, I don't know my situation. Well, you're going to know it here. There's no doubt about it. And Ollie's a huge communicator. He makes this business to interact with virtually everybody daily you know some managers just work away and worry about 15 18 guys and the rest of them will figure it out that's not Ali Marmol he's 
I think one of his great traits is his ability to communicate. And knowing all these guys before he became manager, I think, is a plus. And it changes a little bit because now you're the manager. But the fact that he's got Skip Schumacher as his bench coach, and, and Skip was a great communicator also, and he's done that role before, uh, I think it really puts him in a good position to be able to get some things done. And they've got enough veterans around. If somebody's in the dark on something, there's plenty of veterans that'll certainly point him in the right direction. Michelle and I were talking about this yesterday. Normally, with a manager bench coach dynamic, there's a good cop, bad cop, and generally the bad cop winds up being the the manager, and the good cop is the bench coach is kind of the buffer. Is it going to be different with Skip? Skip seems to be the guy that'll walk into the clubhouse with the red ass, right? <laughs> and Ollie is going to be more the good cop guy. You know, Ali might have to calm Skip down. <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. You know, because Skip was a competitive guy. You remember him. He's one of my favorite Cardinals of all time. I, I mean, watching him work and put work in uh, over the years, uh, Skip is a no-nonsense guy. Now, he's a guy who gets it, great communicator, but I don't think Skip has a problem lighting somebody up if necessary. But I think with this team, you have so many guys who self-police. This, this team self-polices itself as well as anybody. You, you know, they're going to let the players figure it out. And I think that's something that we've gotten away from in sports where players know players. And figuring things out on their own is something that uh, they used to be really good at. But, you know, now it, it's so hands-on by everybody. Everybody wants to show that they have a role that we get away from that. But in this team, I don't think we're going to see that as much. I think players will police themselves because you have enough veterans and enough guys who have ring experience in the game to be able to have a legitimate input on things that they see going in the wrong direction. I want to stick there with the veterans there for a second. Clabes, you're one of my favorite follows online. Everyone should follow you on Twitter at Clabes online. And I saw you tweet a picture yesterday. I actually retweeted it. It said ready for duty. And it's a picture of Yadier Molina (laughs) arriving at camp. I know there's a lot of big names and a lot of leaders on this team, but I imagine there's a bit of an energy shift when Yadier Molina arrived to camp. No? Yeah, Michelle, you are spot on. I'll give you a good example. You know, right outside the clubhouse, when Yadier came in, you know, everybody was happy to see him. So they had a clubhouse meeting. Um, you know, and they shut the door. And we were just standing out there talking, and you could hear the, the applause because they introduced Yachty. And we all knew that what it was about. And so when Ali came out to talk to the media, uh, he told us that was what the applause was all about because everybody was glad to see him. The room lit up. Uh, there was a lot more jump in the room from everyone. And uh, it was certainly because Yachty was here. So now that he's here, Let's get it going. Tons of great content from down in Jupiter uh, at Claves Online. And you always have a great feature with the two-man game with Rammer and our own Matt Rocchio talking hoops. And you talk about entertaining. The two guys that love it, that's a, a great feature on Claves Online. It's one of my personal favorites for sure. Uh, they do a phenomenal job covering the NBA and certainly basketball and now we've got a new basketball coach in Missouri, and I know St. Louis U is looking for a women's coach, and that's going to be an interesting job to follow. Uh, that's a very attractive job to a lot of people. So uh, they'll be still talking some college basketball well after the Final Four, I'm sure. Finally, Claves, you mentioned that Jack Flaherty's never fallen off of his bike. Michelle fell down the steps this morning when she got up. I can't believe that, Claves. <laughs> again, I did it again. You know what? I thought you were more agile than that. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm going to need to get one of those chairs, those lift chairs that takes me up the stairs. <laughs> I'm telling you what. <laughs> you know, you know I, I can't even hang around you because, you know, that bad karma might start to fall on me and all of a sudden I got to walk around with a limp. So you I know what? Be careful of you. I feel like I need to do the Jack Flaherty and take to Twitter and clarify it was dark. <laughs> there, I was wearing socks. You know? I take care of myself normally. I understand where Jack Flaherty's coming from. And you ha- and you handle heels well, so there's really yes. no excuse for you being so clumsy. <laughs> no, it's embarrassing. Here's you the know thing: what? we're going to put you back in the flats, Michelle. If you're going to keep this up. <laughs> we, won't, we, won't, we won't let you roll an ankle with heels on. Yeah. Mike, you and I do that. We break a hip at our age. <laughs> yeah, you know what? And all of a sudden, we're getting wheeled around. You know, exactly. we are at that age, man. Now, my hip has been barking already, man. Let, you know what? Now I can know what the weather's going to be like these days. The way my hip's been barking down here. Hey, hey it's great to hear. Yeah. Great to hear your voice. Uh, we love hearing you on the Cardinal broadcast. Thanks so much for the time. We do appreciate it. We'll see you soon. All right, you guys have a great week. Take care. You too, Michael. Mike Claiborne, Claib's online on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.